0: All right. Hello Vineyard. Hello, Vineyard. Doing it a little bit different today.
1: Just for this week there's a little health thing going on, but all's good now. And uh yeah, this is like can you believe this is now a throwback podcast style show, this way of doing it.
0: Yeah, we can call it a throwback. Uh, we're not on stage or on a platform and uh actually it worked out pretty well too, because we're we're doing some work in the foyers this week. Um, I told you that's been coming and so the the guys at work would have not wanted to make noise while we were doing this and I want them And they're them to, noisy. And I want them uh, noise is uh, the sound of noise is progress noise
1: is, you know. Noise is progress. They they're currently working on the yeah the foyers we're redoing that to sort of go with the auditorium that we just redid so I'm super excited about that. And uh, I did want to say dad great job last weekend you really stepped up oh well that was kind of hard yeah uh,
0: it brought back a lot of memories i remember (laughs) when that was the norm and uh uh but it, you know it's funny obviously things have changed since i've been doing it uh there's a lot of advancements you know on the platform itself and how everything happens and uh you know so i'm i'm having to kind of really pay attention to things in my ears and and uh, you know, it never used to be that way. It was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. It's all good. We we'll just make it happen. So uh that was, but it was fun and uh, it felt good. And it was good to be a part up there. So yeah, I was uh, I was happy to be able to do it, and uh, also thankful that I don't have to do it every week.
1: Right. Yeah. I'll I'll be back up this weekend. Super excited about it, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about this weekend coming up. But uh why don't we segue into our Vine Press questions? You ready for? Them? So we've got. You on tap
0: yeah let me say, i had a i had something i was about to talk about something what was i going to say i know i shouldn't do this when we're we have a perfectly good segue there but uh, we well talk- we, we
1: can always force a segue we're both really it,
0: good at just we were talking about the foyers and the oh so i was there this morning and yeah. that foyer area is much bigger now
1: um, well we got rid of that one wall that i said yeah. to get rid of and you didn't want to but you, you ended up I, I
0: agreed. And it's, it looks, you know, cause everything is out of there now. It's much bigger. And, and, you know, foyer space has always been a problem for us because we don't have one in, in effect. You know, we have those two little entrance ways, so we'll have a better foyer now, but the, you know, long-term um I'm, I'm still, we, we should put a deck out front. You know, I've been, I've been working through some County situations and uh and I think we're on the, I think we're close to resolving all of that so that they'll give me that permit out there to put the deck in. And then, you know, um, I think we've also said on this program that we're getting a truck too. An ice cream, uh, well, it's a big look. That, gonna...
1: The thing looks amazing.
0: Wait, I could probably goes. pull up the picture. Here, how about this?
1: Well, here, I could probably download it so we could get a...
0: You probably could, but they can't see that. That's the, that's what the food truck is gonna look like. And I, we're about a month, six weeks. It might be two months by the time I'm all is said to having it. But what we'll do is, besides using this truck for outreach, um, we'll uh, we'll also be able to use it on Sunday mornings right in front of the uh, where you come in. And then we have one deck in the corner already that we're not using. We'll open that up. And then when the new deck is built, we'll open that up. There you go and then you know people will have the will have a place finally for like eight months a year you know there's four months of the year when it's too hot outside but for about eight months of the year um that'll be a nice area to to have some coffee and hang out and have some fellowship and have the chair table chair experience which we used to have inside but really it's going to be better outside um and uh and so the the food truck will be out there and we'll have coffee and you know breakfast sandwiches and and uh, so yeah so i'm really i think when all of it finally happens um it's going to be a very very nice situation and I'm, I'm very thankful for it and you know i'm still very hopeful we're making some progress uh, hopefully towards the end of um um uh, this pandemic season and then, um, you know, really looking for ways to invite people back to church because the online thing is great. Don't get me wrong. And I think we'll, we'll continue to have a large group of people that join us online, which I'm thankful for. And because of distance and everything, and sometimes it's just more convenient and I get it. And sometimes Sundays can get busy. You know, everything in our culture is different, but, uh, I, I do want to actively go after, um, people to have them start coming back when they can and when they're safe. And so we're, you know, I, I think we've really used this time to um, maximize the space that God has given us for some really neat things that uh, are coming in the future. So I'm very excited about all of it.
1: Now, on that note, because the building's awesome, I say we get into our Vine press questions. <laughs> <laughs> See it's really easy to segue. Segway but yeah, yeah. The, the the truck's gonna be awesome and yeah, we're excited to show everybody everything. But yeah, without without further ado, let's uh let's get to some questions. So first question, you ready for it, Dad? Sure. Is please explain what the Song of Solomon is supposed to be about. I read in the New King James Bible and it says this book is a collection of poems about human love. Uh, they've heard you say it's a picture of Jesus and the church. Uh, can you please talk some more about that?
0: Yes. Ah, oh, you see, my cat's getting in the shot a little bit. There, there's Gibson. I'm gonna have something to eat. So good. You can watch my cat eat while uh, I'm doing this. So, um, yes. Let me let me talk about the Song of Solomon. So, Song of Solomon. First and foremost, you know, stand on its own as a, a, sort of a book of poetry, of love poems, of uh, uh, a very much a picture of uh, Solomon and a woman that he loves. It's very intimate. You know, um, it's a has it's even a sexual nature, which I think in the Bible, some people get. Oh, And so um, oftentimes people will use it as an allegory. Now, if at some point I, I probably have said that, that it's pictures uh, in there of Jesus and the church, there's pictures perhaps in there of God and Israel. Um, but but that doesn't take away from the fact that it stands on its own without any sort of allegorical interpretation. And, and you know, um, I think it's okay to uh, to make some allegories out of scripture as long as you don't then make them theology. Um but you know, the Bible is big enough that, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit that it can handle a certain amount of, hey, maybe there's some deeper meanings in there. And sometimes, you know, there, there, there certainly can be. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, that, that you can sort of look at it both, but, but understand first and foremost, it doesn't need to be an allegory. It stands on its own as a love, you know, letter of love poems between Solomon and the woman he loves that are, you know, that you can, Get into and and enjoy and read. I think it's a great read for couples. Um, and and uh, and and then at the same time, I, I don't think it hurts to holy imagination it and uh, and see it as pictures of you know the 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 Christ and the and the bride or God in Israel and see what all that looks like. Again, when you're when you're going though and making allegory, be careful not to let that become theology, uh, you know, doctrine or any of those things. Right? It's just as sort of a is another way to maybe read it or maybe enjoy it um, as part of the reading.
1: Awesome. Great explanation. Uh, Next question. Uh, Please explain the passage numbers, chapter 5, verses 11 through 31. And uh, they commented on verses 30 and 31. Those verses are this. This, then, is the law of jealousy when a woman goes astray and defiles herself while married to her husband, or when feelings of jealousy come over a man because he suspects his wife, Uh, The priest is to have her stand before the Lord and is to apply this entire law to her. The husband will be innocent of any wrongdoing, but the woman will bear the consequences of her sin.
0: So we talked a little bit about this last time that we did this. Was that last week? It might have.
1: Yeah, I think it was last week. Yeah, it was similar. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, it was. Okay. So yeah, last week, numbers five and it gets in there. And, and so I, 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 if you, if you heard me talk about it last week, part of the issue that's going on there is, is what's being protected is the lineage, which was very important. Um, who begat who? Um, now obviously we, you know, we understand its importance for us because it gives us a clear line through Christ back to uh, David and, you know, even further back than that. So, um, we think that 's very important and and so the issue really was the protection of the lineage which um if if a woman um had a child by someone other than her husband, then the lineage was distorted so uh it it became a much bigger deal on her and uh, and also in the old testament um it wasn 't unusual for men to have concubines and multiple wives and situation again. Now I want to say that and say this, that doesn't mean that that was the heart of God in that situation. He was, it was, he was dealing with fallen world already at that point in time and, and situations that were happening. So, um, cause people want to go, well, that's not right. And, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's important that we, Um, understand the difference, and that, you know, the heart of God is, is obviously what we had in creation, and where we're going to get back to, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's very clear what that looks like, but um, you have this issue that's going on, and, and so it's, it, I believe it all relates back to the idea of lineage, and keeping the lineage pure for lots of different reasons, but, um, yeah, I, I get that that's a little confusing, and uh, it sounds like, well, the woman is always the one in trouble, and it's never the man, but, um th- this is a again in numbers, we're dealing with lineage and that's why it's so important.
1: All right. Uh next question. This is our third final question for this set. Can we pinpoint a time in history where we allowed our theology to change from heaven's a part of the journey to heaven's the endpoint?
0: You can't I don't know that you can pick a particular point in time in history in the church. Um you can you can kind of see it in some of the hymns that the hymns kind of change into this sort of this idea of like escape for lack of a better word it's like all of a sudden we're not going to be here anymore we we're, we we're, we're going to escape this um but that, I don't believe that that's rooted in old testament at all that um Jesus Jewish audience their belief of the afterlife would be a physical resurrection uh, and, and they, that had been, that had been something in the Jewish mindset for centuries before that happened. And, uh, you know, the, the reasoning behind that is that, that we were created for earth. Um, and you can see that. So when you, when you look back and start thinking of it that way, and, and it takes a bit of a stepping out. A lot of people aren't comfortable with the idea that there's more to it. Um, and, um, and that's okay. Uh, you know, because I, I would say that uh, as long as my heart is to see people come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, that that where the rest of it goes, you know, that's on God, right? We don't have that all figured out. We don't have, we you know, uh, and so, but, um, and if heaven were the end point, fine. I just think when you read scripture, you can see it. And when you look at Revelation 21, you can see that there's more to it. And I think when we realize that there's more to it, um, because of those verses, it changes the way that we live now. And this is very helpful for me because, um, uh, uh Ladd, George Eldon Ladd, um, brought the idea, the concept, uh, of the now and the not yet, you know, a long time ago now, 30 in the 60s. Um, and that has been very formative for me in the way that I understand holding together. Old and New Testaments and all sorts of thing really holds my theology together. Well, the idea then of now and not yet works well in this this other concept of what's happened—that something has changed, but but something is yet to change—and that um, it doesn't look like from my reading of Scripture that we abandon the planet. Um, and my my thinking on that is it, it would basically say that that the enemy was bigger than God on the planet, and I don't believe it. And so what Jesus is doing is is everything that's necessary to defeat sin and death, the power of sin and the power. And think of those things as power. I've talked about that. You know, we, we tend to think of them as actions or things that happen, sin and death, but they're powers. And that Jesus defeated them at the cross. Um, that the enemy is still around. The, the This age, this evil age is still happening until the consummation of the kingdom. But things have changed already. And that what happens then at the consummation of the kingdom, when Jesus comes back, and and then it used to be, oh, well, then we just all kind of fly off. Uh -uh, He comes back. And when he does, then the enemy is totally dealt with. The planet is renewed. And I believe that's pretty clear in Revelation 21. And then then we get to inhabit it forever with God, the, the way it was always intended to be. I think that was very much an early church sort of idea. Because when you read Paul with that in mind, you'll see that it's really in there a lot the the idea of temple and uh, you know we'll be talking more about that uh this week um because we'll go back into the old testament and you'll see how how important it is to the heart of god to keep reintroducing the idea of heaven and earth together uh and and so um because that's what it was supposed to be and so you'll see it at tabernacle right it's a place where heaven and earth meet you'll see it again at temple Place where heaven and earth meet, we see it then in Jesus. Now is now we get this picture of heaven. We we get now it makes sense what Paul was saying. Now we're in a temple because heaven and because Holy Spirit's in us. All of these things are pointing; they're all signposts, if you would, to what's coming. And that's when heaven and earth meet again. And it happens here because it's pretty clear, you know, new heaven comes. You can see it's coming down out of heaven here. Um, and that, and, and I, I know we can take that then, and that sort of points to that idea of all up and down, but. There's an overlap that exists already, and and so we are people of the overlap. We we are because Holy Spirit's in us. We we have this ability to um, we're overlapping between heaven and earth uh, in, until it's all settled and it, it it all connects once again the way it's supposed to be. So we have to be aware of that. I think it changes the way we live. It, it changes the way that we pray. It changes our motivation. And I'm going to get back into that this week. Uh, Because, you know, I started this series by talking about motivations. And I said that in the, you know, that the motivations culturally are are greed and fear. And then, but the motivation for believers is love. And all these ideas, I think as you see them really connect. Like last week, I was talking about putting on the new self. And and that it's like clothing, how we're going to live. And really, you can tell what your clothing looks like by your motivations. Um, if you're all caught up in greed and fear, then you know you're not wearing the new clothing. But when you can look past greed and fear and love well, that means you're you're actually wearing that new clothing. You you know you're 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 being a model of new creation, if you would. That's how it's going to look, and and it's on us to do that, you know, and, and to see that we're different and to to understand, you know, that. Things like you know we're to treat people the way we want to be treated instead of treating them the way they treat us. that's all new creation stuff and and um so we need to be very much aware of that and look to it uh, and so uh so so that's why that's a big deal and yeah you could the over particularly over the last couple of hundred years in the church, this idea of escape is is built up more and more and more, and it's more expected that you know we're going to escape the planet but I don't think that's what the early church believed. And I don't think it's what it, it, at all the picture in the Old Testament is. And, and who, and when Jesus was talking about, um, you know, resurrection, afterlife, all those things, they would have had an idea of a physical bodily resurrection, uh, already. So, um, so how we, you know, we just sort of, it's easy to get away from stuff over time. And, um, and we just have to be aware of that, but, Uh, and again, like I said, some people don't, they, they want heaven to be, and I'm okay with that as long as they, they, that we all agree on that the way there is Jesus, right? That's very, very important, but we have some, you know, culturally now we got bad ideas about heaven. You know, we've, we've seen, you know, movies and TV shows about heaven and, you know, lining up to get in and, you know, it's all based on a point system and, and people believe that stuff and none of that is true, Right. So we have no clue about what that looks like. And um, so anyway, those are all things that we can do. But we do know what creation looks like and what he intended. And why is he just going to vaporize it and be silly? Uh, it had a purpose and it will have a purpose. And and once we get a hold of that, then we start living that life now, which changes everything. And it does allow us to live completely differently. So great question.
1: Great explanations. And uh, we even got a little sneak peek of this weekend's sermon. Uh, if if we were to read a passage of Scripture, what would that be for this weekend to get ready?
0: You could jump into Exodus. Uh, you could read Exodus 40, perhaps, and kind of see how it's sort of a culmination of Genesis 1, once again, for the first time, because the, they get the tabernacle set up, and now there's a place again where heaven and earth meet. Um, you could read about, uh oh, the golden calf we'll probably talk about for a little while. That's in Exodus, just because... It's fascinating that when, when, uh, Moses is up talking to God and God is giving him the plans for the tabernacle. So there can be a place where everything connects again. The people are making a false image. <laughs> it's just like, Oh my goodness. Um, but that's what we do. We're, we're like that. So, uh, so yeah, I, you could jump up back in there and, and, uh, that would probably be a good reading point. How about you worship wise? What songs are we doing?
1: Yeah. So, um, we're going to take some songs from my original plan for last weekend and do them here. So uh, Billy's going to start off with Battle Belongs. I said it last week. Reed's been requesting it, and, you know, we wanted my family to be there when we do that. So we're doing that one this weekend. And then uh, Pastor Angie's leading the song Gold by uh, Katie Torwalt. Uh, it's a great song. And then my wife is going to be doing Jesus, You Alone by Highlands Worship. I'm going to do that Come Thou Fount arrangement I told you about last weekend from Shane and Shane. And then we're going to end the set with The Blessing. So that is what's on tap for this weekend.
0: Well, good. I like that. And, and you know, your children like that and your children's <laughs> children. Their children.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that turned into a, a funny line, didn't it? But uh, anyway, still a great song. And, a you know, song. I love it. Whenever we do that, we'll always be reminded of, you know, April 2020. <laughs> what yeah that when we
0: were we had such a powerful song and no one in the room
1: uh-huh so great song from elevation worship mm-hmm. but uh anyway that's the plan for this weekend and uh we're looking forward to seeing you online we'll be uh live saturday night sunday 8 nine thirty, and 11 don't miss it check them out and share invite your friends all that good stuff thank you guys so much for submitting your questions and, uh you know, everybody else, submit your questions, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> we only had three. I need more questions or else right. this, a, this becomes a show of me just talking about whatever I feel like.
1: Which we could also do, so it's really up to you, you know. Yeah, I know, but, you know, but I just <laughs> wonder
0: how, how much can people really listen to me talk, you know what I mean? They're already getting 20 minutes on the weekend. It's probably Oh, anyway. man. All right. Well,
1: on that note, we're done hearing you talk. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye, Vineyard. Goodbye, Vineyard. I got to end the recording here.